<clears throat> Can someone please turn my mic up? Oh, wait, that's my job. Is life really happening and you need a moment to silence the noise? Well, you are in the right place. I am Sarah J, your host, the creator, and the founder of The Shameless Brand. You are now tuning in to Sincerely Shameless, the podcast. Welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless podcast. I am your host, Sarah J, and I couldn't be happier to take out some time just to catch up with you. Um, As you all know, we are in some very interesting times. We are seeing lives being taken at a rapid rate, and we are forced to heal and grieve at the same time. With that being said, I hope and I pray that you are taking the steps to ensure that your heart and mind is being heard. And um, I hope and pray that you are taking the necessary steps to ensure that your heart and mind is being nourished. Um, So today's moment of boldness is centered around freedom. In fact, the entire podcast for today is centered around freedom. Um, It is very imperative that we understand that we do have the right to exercise our freedom. And it is imperative that we allow others around us to exercise their freedom as well. So as you know, we recently celebrated Juneteenth. Um, and for my non-African American listeners, please do all that you can to educate yourself. Do all that you can to listen to um, others about their experiences. Be all that you do all that you can to not to allow your heart to not harden um, and to not become routine with this because this is still something that we are dealing with. Um, and for my African American listeners, happy Jubilee. Um, So Juneteenth is the day um, for those who were enslaved that were set free. Um, While I would love to relish there, I think it's imperative that we look at what happens after freedom. Whenever you are tied to a thing and free, there is a period where healing is necessary. And that, my friend, is where I think we are. Um, Yes, slavery ended 401 years ago, but the instances of slavery are still happening today. That's physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, So let's talk about the freedom of the heart and mind. Um, There was a period in life, and not my life, but others' lives well before me, um, who were taken advantage of, um, used and abused, tormented, separated, and there was a fight, you know, where they were they had to really fight for their life. Um, All types of resources, I mean, education, learning to read, learning to write, learning to speak for themselves were taken. So then you put that in the context of many years later, 401, um, and you kind of try to make that make sense to where we are today. And I do believe we'd be further along if it was hey, let's sign this bill that these people who are human just like us, just have a different skin color, are now free. And we're just going to stop all our violent acts. We're not going to let this perpetuate. Like We're going to tell the children whose nannies or more so mammies of the house, um, they're no longer that. They're your equal. Um, That this is going to stop. However, it didn't, you know, so because it doesn't just cut off like that, you don't just say, oh, I'm just going to cut that thought off, but you have to see the rest of it. So we are still in the effects of that. I I do believe, you know, even after 400 plus years, um, after 
slavery has ended. We as African-Americans have still seen a great deal of treatment. And while it may not have been titled slavery, um, a lack of resources, um, mental beatings, being told you're not good enough, um, being told that even after all your accolades, you could still be seen as just a Black person. Um, We haven't really gotten the opportunity to heal from that. So um, I want to talk from the aspect of healing from the heart and mind as an individual. Um, Individually, it's imperative that you do what you can to exercise your freedom in your heart and your mind. Um, That's where it starts. You know, the physical is the side, is the the effect of what you're, what's brewing in your heart and mind. If your heart and mind is, is nasty about a thing, then what comes out of it is going to be nasty. So for me, um, I would just like to ask you, um, what are you doing to exercise your freedom in your heart and your mind? Um, in every aspect of life. If you are a person who was raised to believe that class really matters, or if you were raised as a person to believe that, you know, racism isn't systemic, if you were raised to believe that, you know, there's one person who could be beneath you because you are higher due to whatever resources or where you live, whatever that is for you, what are you doing to make sure that you're not perpetuating that? Um, Are you going to exercise your freedom um, in your heart and your mind to make sure that others around you aren't picking up on that? And for those who are um, the oppressed, what are you doing to exercise um, your freedom to not continue being oppressed? Because both things have a cycle and they're both vicious and they repeat themselves and it starts in the heart and mind. So I'd like to even suggest that freedom is a heart and a mind thing. And if we are not operating from the heart and mind, then our actions won't really follow. So for me, I have, um, I work in corporate America, um, which is always shocking from even myself because I said I'd never do it, but, uh, I work in corporate America and, you know, before corporate America, I was always, you know, bold. I was vocal. I was like, we're not going to do that. We don't like it. Hell no, we won't go type deal. Um, (laughs) But now that I am in corporate America, I have learned how to play the corporate America game. I have learned to chat in the mornings about the kids and the lives of my other counterparts, learned to be on time, maybe even 20 minutes early, I've learned to prioritize, work a little bit harder, and then, you know, swap masks when I get in the car and then, you know, thug it out to whatever I wanted to do. But um, since COVID has hit, I do believe it was a time of revelation to where I kind of masked off, you know, like 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 our boy Future, you know, kind of masked off for a minute. And um, I'm in my house on these Zoom calls <laughs> with my headscarf on. Yes, I am that person. Um, and just hearing some of the leaders on calls who make what's happening in today between protests, between rioting, between looting, um, seem like an inconvenience, like truly an inconvenience as if those who are doing these things, we who are doing these things, because it's not just African-Americans who are out making it seem as if it's an inconvenience. Like, 
I have heard it in the tone of my counterparts who are like, oh, wish we could just get back to business as usual. And it's like, look, these people that you're ticked off with are one, a direct, you know, line to the people who you're working with who understand that getting back to business as usual is so far gone until we get back to what's the bigger issue is that it's a heart thing. It's a mind thing. And as much as every human being is free on this earth, the the treatment is not the same. So hearing the inconvenience of my counterparts' voices on these calls has encouraged me to walk in the, my, my boldness of, hey, listen, let me tell you why this is happening. And, um, you know, I even made a statement on a call where I was like, um, if there's no action, this is going to continue to happen. And, you know, and I heard one of my counterparts say, well, I mean, I'm thinking if we did a town hall meeting, people can, you know, we can hear people out. And I'm like, look, people don't want to talk anymore. People are done talking. We, we've talked, we've cried, we've marched, we've pled we've begged, um, we've hugged, we, we, you know, we've done a little kumbaya here and there. We even did a potluck. We even did a potluck with some signs. No one is trying to talk about it anymore. We need action. So that was my way of exercising my freedom. You know, I spoke up um, on a, an, on a call on several calls where not everybody looks like me. And I and I told them the answer. The answer is action, meaning change your heart, change your mind about how you see me. I am not a threat. I um I'm not gonna beat you up. <laughs> um, and neither is the person if they sag their pants. Like that is not the whole intent. So um I encourage you this week, this month, this year to continue to think about what are you doing to exercise your freedom. Um, freedom was fought for. Freedom ain't free, you know, in the words of, I can't think about who said it, but freedom ain't free. And that's what I do know. And I'm sure my mom probably told me that one time when I wanted to go play outside in the park, but freedom is not free. So what do we do every day? Someone paid the cost for us to do the things that we do. That's simple. So every day, instead of um, looking at it as something that's deserved, um, something that's just given, we earn that, you know? So what are you going to do? So with the moment of boldness, it brings us to the topic of the day. Um, today's topic is um, <clears throat> you have a choice. Um I know that is so funny because I think we all think about it like that, but sometimes we don't act about it like that. Um, we are kind of trained to make people happy and or make people think, you know, I can be down or it's more acceptable, but we have a choice. Um, and with life, with freedom comes a choice and with a choice comes consequences. And I don't want us to think about consequences as always negative. There are some really good positive consequences. Um, so with that, you know, we have a choice. So what does that even mean? Like I have a choice. So, um, I remember a time, um, when I was younger, 
there were things that I just didn't want to do. But I had a um, very outspoken family and I had very outspoken friends. And um, <laughs> I I wanted to be with them. You know, I wanted to be with them. I wanted to hang out with them. I wanted um, them to want to be around me. So I would forego my choice and hop in their choice wagon and do what it was that they wanted me to do in hopes that they would see that, you know, wow, this person really wants to be around us, really wants to hang out with us. This person really values who we are as people. And um, so much so she foregoed her choice just so she could hang with us. But in actuality, um, what really happened was the opposite. The opposite was this girl is weak. She can't choose for herself. Look at her staying in an environment that makes her extremely uncomfortable just so she can be with us. And it's actually not adding value. It's actually taken away from who she is as a person. So um, think of, I don't know about you, but can you think of a time where you absolutely gave up your choice and um, went along with somebody else's and was completely uncomfortable? I think of this one time when um, when I was in undergrad, I had some friends who, for whatever reason, loved the strip club. Um, <laughs> and um, I loved my friends, right? So I wanted to hang with my friends. Um, and y'all, this happens more often than not, though. I loved my friends. They loved the strip club. So you know what that equated? Sarah loves strip club, right? No. So I ended up going to the strip club um, with my girlfriend. And one of our guy friends gave me $20. And uh, apparently, you know, I was... I was, I'm a Drake fan. So Drake was like, I'm gonna pay your college tuition. So I'm like, bet I'm gonna help you pay your college tuition. So I went and got a 21s and in my mind it was a bunch of ones. So I went and got 21s and here I am in the strip club, completely uncomfortable. Okay. I'm so uncomfortable. It makes no sense. I'm over here, you know, chatting with these, these women, like, what, what are you doing in your spare time? Like, you know, what's your life like? How are you? What you got going on? What college do you attend? Like completely ignorant to the fact that, yeah. So no judgment, y'all. So in the strip club, I'm handing out ones and, you know, I'm watching these performances and I'm like, this is pretty cool. Like, look at this talent. Look at all this talent. She was probably a ballerina. She probably could be a ballerina. This is amazing. Right. So I'm giving out ones and then the lights go out and a bunch of other strippers come out and these strippers are ultra talented. So I found myself going back to the other um, dancers and asking back for a couple of the ones because I'm an equal opportunist and I wanted everyone to get a dollar for me. So after being laughed at a couple of times and, you know, <laughs> my girlfriend's like escorting me out, like, girl, what are you doing? I realized that I was out of my element. I was out of my element because I had given up my choice. And um, I want that to be something that you consider. Um, we have a choice to be where we are. We have a choice to do what we do. No one is walking around putting a gun to our head, forcing us to do something that we don't want to do. Um, we don't choose based off of social acceptance. You know, um, we don't choose based off of who will like us and who want you. You do what you do because it sits well with you and that you can then say, this is why I did what I did. So um, it kind of ties back into the freedom piece. You know, it's you have freedom to do what it is that you want to do. If your friends don't like it, if those around you don't like it, then maybe that's not the circle that you should run in with. Now, 
Um, the strip club story was many moons ago, and uh, <laughs> I learned a great deal from that. And daily, I choose. Daily, I make a choice to choose. And even when you don't choose, you've made a choice to not choose. And um, I want to encourage you to make a choice because at least that's a choice that you can live with. Um, so that's the topic for today. Like, what are you doing to make a choice? Are you choosing cognizantly? Are you choosing aware? And um, and if not, what can you do? What are some steps that you can take to be a better chooser um, or a choice maker? I know for me, I had to rid my heart and mind of the fear of man, you know, that no matter if this person does not like me, that does not take away from anything. If this person does not speak to me anymore, they did not pay a bill. And even if this person did pay a bill, it wasn't all the bills, okay? Sometimes you got to look at it with all, all the bills. You got to pay all the bills to have some type of say-so in this house, okay? So um, (laughs) I want to encourage you to start making a choice. Um, Exercise your freedom to make choices and choose things that you can be happy with, that you can wake up and say, and I still would have chose that. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sincerely Shameless podcast, where life experiences, relationships, and spirituality collide. I hope to see you next week.